1: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for friday april 29th 2022 i'm on your host blessing adio jr joining me is the little croix poppy himself aka my fellow forbes 30 under 30 aka tim ma fucking gettys bless before we went live i was just saying
0: this is the longest it's ever been that me and you haven't talked in it feels weird years because you went to to vegas last weekend so you missed uh monday's games daily i had to miss games cast and then just there was no other thing in between that we got to hang out so here we are on a friday closing it out
1: yeah i sat down in front of you and i was like Oh, I miss this. Like, I haven't yeah. had, like, one-on-one time with Tim. It feels weird because, like, most of our one-on-one time is us doing KFGD, right? Or it's, it's us doing Gamescast or something else, right? And, like, with that, you know, obviously we're work from home. And so I don't see – we don't pass or cross paths yeah. in the studio. So, like, to sit down with you after probably, like, a week or so of not talking to you, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm glad nice to be going. here. Like I'm glad to talk to Tim finally again. How you been?
0: I'm doing fantastic. And I can't wait to talk about the news today, especially because we're talking about Final Fantasy 16.
1: Oh, yeah, we are talking about Final Fantasy 16. Tim, we're also going to talk about uh, an update on the PS Plus debacle, everything we've been talking oh. about for the last couple of days. And we're going to talk about more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to KindofFunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash KindofFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, or you can listen later on Podcast Housekeeping for you, a new episode of XOXO is live right now, and it's us talking about the storm of PlayStation news happening, leading into the PS Plus revamp. You can catch that right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Pranksy, and Anonymous. Today, brought to you by Brother Printers, Lumenskin, and Razor. but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Starting with our number one. Tim alluded to it earlier. Final Fantasy 16 is in the final stages of development. This is Ryan Dinsdale of the Dimsdale Dima over there at IGN. Uh, final Fantasy 16's producer, Naoki Yoshida, has said the game is in its final stages of development. Yoshida confirmed the progress in a pamphlet that accompanied the franchise's official clothing line, translated by Twitter user <laughs> at... <laughs> that's a funny way to get it, right? Yeah. Uh, translated by Twitter user at Itaiki uh, Mochi saying, quote, we're in the final stages of development for the numbered game in the series Final Fantasy 16, end quote. (laughs) Yoshida added that he, he thinks the game's story, which is obviously a very different experience from Final Fantasy 14 online, which he also produces, is a fleshed out experience that'll bring older fans back. Quote, unlike an online game that involves many players at the same time, Final Fantasy 16 offers a different experience where it focuses on the individual player and immerses you in the story, he said per translation quote for those who have grown up and realized that reality isn't kind to you and have drifted away from final fantasy we hope that final fantasy 16 will be a game that can bring back a new the passion that you once had with the series end quote yoshida has been fairly open about the game's development uh, timeline he said in july last year that the story in english voiceover was almost complete but the game was later delayed as a result of covid 19. He also promised that a big reveal would take place in spring of this year, meaning it may not be long before fans find out when they can expect to play the game. Given that Final Fantasy 16's development is in its final stages, and 2022 marks the franchise's 35th anniversary, it would certainly make sense for Square Enix to release the first mainline entry since 2016 this year. Tim, do you buy it? Are we going to get Final Fantasy 16 this year?
0: I definitely think that there's a chance and i feel like a broken record at this point saying this but there's so many game developers out there that are just trying their best and if they're saying it that's what they believe is going to happen so many things can get in the way of that actually occurring but i do think that as of this point in time if the producer not just the producer if this man we know this man if he's talking like this I have more faith than I did yesterday, for sure. Uh, I definitely have excitement. Final Fantasy 16, from everything we've seen looks really interesting and really cool. Um, I'm extremely excited for it, specifically because I am not an MMO guy, but I hear the love that Final Fantasy XIV gets, and it is really due to a lot of the same creative team that are working on sixteen, taking the the amazing story and characters that I hear about from fourteen, but applying that to a single player core numbered final fantasy title uh is really really exciting to me i really enjoyed 15 i wanted to enjoy it more than i did i feel like so many of its elements are absolutely fantastic and then so many of them are just a little bit messy and i think that it's the glue putting it all together that was the game's biggest downfall and even then it ends up being like an eight or something it's not like it's a bad game it's a a great game i would say but I really wish that it was an amazing game, like a game that I, uh, I look at as one of my favorite Final Fantasies, like a, like a 10 or a 7 or a mm. 6. Um, but with uh, 16, I think that it has a, a chance, especially with this modern era of Square, getting Final Fantasy 7 Remake, having it be as amazing as it was, uh, and going down that kind of more techie, side of final fantasy in the single player way is great but having and the nomura being involved in all all of that but on this side having it be the final fantasy 14 team seeing the trailers having it be a little bit more fantasy based which is typically not my jam the the more paired back losing the the sci-fi grungy look that a lot of the final fantasies have um while not my preference i have a lot of hope that this might be the one for me
1: oh interesting You, you think because the quality because the merit of the team that's working on it
0: Yeah, I think it's like it's going to be a focus uh, and knowing them and knowing what their goals are and how they are so story narrative focused. And if they can pull that off in an MMO, what Mm -hmm. can they do in a curated single player experience?
1: So where does this Final Fantasy game come down for you in terms of its importance of like. Where it, sta- where, where it stands as a Final Fantasy game. Because it feels like, you know, Final Fantasy is one of those franchises that we talk about in terms of, man, it takes forever to fi- for Final Fantasy to come out. That said, I feel like we get new Final Fantasy all the time, right? We're just coming off of Stranger to Paradise. Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO has gotten updates, like, with what it feels like month to month. Maybe maybe that's because I'm roommates with Michael Hyam, who doesn't stop talking about Final Fantasy because his whole job is Final Fantasy XIV, right? We get that in perpetuity. Uh, we got Final Fantasy VII Remake a couple years ago, and we're going to get Final Fantasy VII Remake Part two, hopefully, in a few years, right? Or maybe sooner than later, Does Final Fantasy 16, is it like a big like milestone event that is going to be a make or break Final Fantasy thing? Or like for you, is Final Fantasy 16 just another Final Fantasy that you hope to get into?
0: It's kind of in between those two. I, I think that it's not make or break. By any means. Um, I think it has if it's horrible, I think it does have the potential to break. Uh, but I don't think it will be. I, I think that there's too much going for this that I, I think it's going to be more than just another Final Fantasy. Like I, these numbered titles mean something, like they mean more than uh just having Final it's Fantasy so in the a title. Stranger Paradise or a spin-off which, yeah, or whatever. Because there's a ton of spin-offs, and Final Fantasy gets weird. I mean, the thing about Final Fantasy is n- they're all different, you know? So it's like even the numbered ones like are very varied in terms of uh their gameplay style and what type of battle system combat system they have whether it's turn-based or a little bit more active and action-based like we saw in 15. uh but when we talk about just the the core numbered titles like it it's always hard to compare to how things used to be because games are just different nowadays but when you look back to the ps1 era and like leading into even final fantasy 10 on the ps2 um we were getting a final fantasy, like essentially annually, mm-hmm. like we were getting seven, eight, nine, like 10, like pretty much back to back to back to back. Like that is mind-blowingly insane to then move on to, okay, we got third or uh, 12 then there was a uh, gap to 13 and then there was a really big gap uh to 15 because we had those spaces for 11 and 14 to be the online versions right so those uh kind of caused an even bigger it widened the gap more and then 10 got a sequel 13 got two sequels uh so there's just a lot of things that get in the way of that core new experience with final fantasy and so it has been many years now since we got a chord number Final Fantasy title. So I think that there, this is a much bigger deal than Strangers mm-hmm. of Paradise or of uh, than a lot of the other titles could be. Even if we got like a 15 sequel, like this is a bigger deal than that. Um, mm. Final Fantasy Seven Remake, I think is a, its own separate kind of path going on. It almost on. feels
1: like in like a, not a separate IP, but it could have that kind of cachet in terms of that's doing its own thing. That like core numbered Final Fantasy is also doing its own thing that that work, works separately from that.
0: Yeah exactly so um i think fall fantasy 16 is going to be a major deal especially if it's good i don't think it's make or break but i i think mm-hmm. that it's uh it's it's going to be something that people are going to really keep their eyes on it's going to be a tentpole event and it's playstation exclusive so that's another like big talking point
1: so that, that's actually what i want to bounce off of right given that it's a playstation exclusive two questions for you one when do we hear about it? You know, they talked about having more details in the spring. I'm, doing, I'm checking my 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 calendar. I think we're in spring. <laughs> when are we going to get the update? But then also, right, like as a PlayStation exclusive, do you think we see it at a PlayStation event? Do you think we see it at like? Yes. Um. Uh, uh, you think yes?
0: Yes. I, I think mm-hmm. like we just got the Xbox showcase announced right uh, mm-hmm. for June 12th. I think it is on a, on that Sunday, which is the classic spot that uh, Xbox does its E3 thing playstation the last couple years has not done e three things they've done things a month before a month after whatever it is with their their playstation showcases i imagine we will get one this year greg and i were just talking about the fact that when you look at um the way that sony has been announcing and marketing its titles over the last couple years and releasing them they announced so much in 2020 uh with the launch of the ps5 in terms of what phase one of ps5 looks like it's time for phase two like we are ready to hear what everyone's working on again because ratchet is out demon souls is out uh god of war ragnarok will be out like there's all all, exactly all those games are we they're known entities they're there they're out even on the naughty dog side last of us 2 although not a ps5 game uh was still in that conversation ghost of tsushima same thing in that conversation days gone we're past all that now so we need uh a new kind of showcase to be like and here's the the rest of the stuff coming, and Final Fantasy 16 being something announced during those uh, showcases. I think now is the time that we get the more meaty update.
1: Final Fantasy 16, you think it is like part of that phase one still? Yes. Would you say? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was announced back then. You know. Yeah. So do you think? And we're having a good conversa- conversation based off of that conversation. How with Greg on PS Love you That's up right now. You can go check it out. we were talking about like you know if God of War Ragnarok is the end of phase one right if that is the big finale to phase one what do we expect for for phase two that said do you think Final Fantasy 16 then comes before God of War Ragnarok and I know that's a weird question because God of War Ragnarok can also move right like is that February next year or whatever but Tim Geddes like where are you at with that
0: I don't think that it really matters too much, like, because I, I, especially when you look at the types of games that those are. And I do think that they're both kind of the mainstream tentpole games and Final yeah. Fantasy 16 being PlayStation exclusive, although not a PlayStation Studios title kind of adds up and makes sense in terms of the mythos of or ethos of what um playstation is, is pushing there um i i think that it's going to speak very loudly to a large audience but at the end of the day it, it's not the god of war audience the god of war is on a different level and in some ways i would look at it as uh and it's not a one-for-one one with the phases of mcu but you saying god of war ragnarok being the end of phase one of the ps5 i totally agree with but remember endgame happened and then far from home happened after it in phase three i can see that happen i don't think release dates necessarily matter god of war still will be the end of it but something might happen after and i wouldn't be surprised if that is final fantasy um although final fantasy could come out anytime i think between um september this year and march next year and i wouldn't be surprised
1: so then in that case, do you think we get a summer PlayStation event that has Final Fantasy 16, or do you yes. think it's possible they wait until fall? Uh, because like historically, I mean historically, because it's only been like two years that they've been doing this. But last year we saw them do a fall event. They didn't do a summer event, right? And they, they were doing state of plays in the meantime to have their announcements or have the third party stuff or have the indie stuff. Whereas in 2020 launch of the PS5, right? You had the summer event that was them revealing the PS5 and then also doing the reveal of here's Miles Morales. Here's uh, uh, all these cool PS5 launch titles that were new to us at the time. I think horizon might've been there too. And then, and then in that fall showcase is when they talked about God of war and they talked about a bunch of other things, right? You think we get a summer showcase for PlayStation?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm trying to find out when the showcases actually happened. Uh, yeah. So there was that one seven months ago. Yeah. Ah, uh, so it places Now's the inborn.
1: Wolverine, Spider-Man 2 one.
0: Yeah. Uh and
1: then when was the PS
0: the the original PS5 one? the original
1: PS5 one was summer. I believe that was June 2020.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel like there's no patterns to really follow here. I think that especially this year being the the like, first year that like there is just no E3 at all period. Yeah. Um, not even digital, I I think kind of throws everything an even bigger shakeup. And Summer Game Fest has more power than ever. Um, And we're now a couple years into this new world. So I imagine, fingers crossed, I hope that all the developers and publishers out there have a better understanding of what to do and what not to do. Um, I think PlayStation kind of is in playstation nintendo are in very unique positions that they can do whatever the fuck they want at any time and all of a sudden they are going to be the thing that dominates that day so i don't think they need to really worry about strategizing around other people's events in a way that almost every other company does uh but microsoft already put its foot down and has its date so now everyone else needs to kind of work around that i think that was a really smart move on their part so um i don't know my gut tells me it's going to be summer though because Mm -hmm. uh we don't really we need updates on the fall for playstation yeah so
1: in terms of you we were talking about strategizing uh like announcements and and um, showcasing all that stuff talking about strategizing release Forspoken. that is this fall right that is a big square square enix game do you think uh do you think they could see a reason to want to separate those you know having Forspoken be this fall and go actually let's have final fantasy 16 in the spring do you think they want to avoid that
0: No, Square's so weird, man. They have so many similar games that are different enough that they aren't the same thing. And Mm -hmm. um, I do think that there is power in audience. There is power in having a a brand that people know what to expect from you and i do think it's one of those things where the people that like one of their games probably like another like you look at their their more intense jrpg side of things like the people that like bravely default are also probably going to be really into a lot of their other offerings you know what i mean it's kind of just like the the way that this works like they are at this point ironically a niche kind of uh developer in a lot of senses um that gets a little un not true when you start looking at the Western side with Crystal Dynamics and and uh, Ido and, and all them, but like yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking mainly about like the the Square Enix side of it all. Um, but I they'll want to separate them, but I don't think they need to be separated by like a year, a year. or even half a year. I think a Different couple seasons. months is is totally
1: fine. My last question on this topic, right? Final Fantasy 16 seems imminent. Seems like it could be a fall or early next year release. Where does that put Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part Two? Do you think we get the announcement of that soon after Final Fantasy 16? Do you think we get that in the next few years? One of
0: the stupidest things I, I say in terms of words, but the most powerful <laughs> things I say in terms of meaning, is the fact that I things aren't announced until they're announced. Mm. And as stupid as that sounds, mm. it's one of those things of like, Mars. I want things to be announced that are even if we all know Final Fantasy Seven Part Two is coming. Until they officially announce it in a way of like with a with a trailer with some with some really like pizzazz, we are so much further away. So the moment it's announced, it's like then we can start hypothesizing about what it's actually going to be. But until then, it's like oh, guys, this isn't looking.
1: good. Until then, it feels like the ship is moving. At least when they yes. when they put the idea out there of hey, we're comfortable enough to put out a trailer. Then you feel like the ship is moving, but mm-hmm. and with Square Enix, right? Like we know for Final Fantasy VII, they don't care how early they announce it, right? Like mm-hmm. I can easily, I can easily see them going, cool, let's hold until Final Fantasy XVI, so we can put all focus on Final Fantasy XVI, and then the E3 after Final Fantasy XVI comes out, it is okay, cool. Here's the debut trailer for Seven Remake and or Seven Remake Part Two, and you're not gonna get this game until 2025 or whatever, like whatever actually comes out. Hopefully sooner than that, but hey, it's Final Fantasy, it's Square, so you never know. Yeah,
0: man, it's especially complicated when they announced Kingdom Hearts 4, and I imagine a yeah. lot of the the high-up team members that are working on both projects are going to have to deal with both of them, and that is, mm. that's a lot, and uh, there is a, a lot of worry, I don't want to go too long on this, this might be a Gamescast conversation, but like, there's a lot of worry when it comes to both Kingdom Hearts 4 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 where we're kind of in a unique position where both franchises are about to go off in brand new wild ways that they haven't ever before and that requires a lot of new storytelling and new mm-hmm. thinking that doesn't rely on just the things that came before
1: it's I don't tough.
0: know I don't know we'll see but it's I'm also hopeful. like it's also
1: more exciting than ever before right like that's the thing is I, this is the first time in a while where I look at Kingdom Hearts 4 and I'm like, or I look at Kingdom Hearts and I'm like, damn I really want to play Kingdom Hearts 4 off of that debut trailer and off of talking to you about the Verum Rex stuff and like how this is secretly linked or not even secretly like kind of linking back to Final Fantasy 13 versus and doing all that ape shit stuff right and then also me playing Final Fantasy 7 Remake and expecting it to be be my avenue into playing Final Fantasy 7 in full because you know back in the day like I tried to play Final Fantasy 7 didn't stick with it and like as it's an older game now so I try to go back doesn't work cool now I can play Final Fantasy 7 7 in remake form get to the end get confused talk to you and Emron, and you You guys are like no this is something completely different this is like Mm -hmm. this is what this is and me hearing that and going fuck that sounds cool that sounds fresh that sounds different sounds scary but if they nail that stuff right like that sounds that i i feel like they're they're doing a very fascinating thing which is applying brand new life to these things that are rooted in such nostalgia and rooted in such fan fandom and obsession and it seems like People are excited. Right. And I, and I know that doesn't apply to everybody. I know there are. I, I talked to somebody recently who's like, no, man, I hated Final Fantasy 7 remake for what they did. Right. And I'm sure I, I'm, I've heard the mixed things about Kingdom Hearts 3, but at least they're going for it in a way that for me on the outside looking in, I'm like, yo, that's kind of exciting. I don't know. Like that's that that seems hype to me. But maybe that maybe I'm by myself on this.
0: Yeah, it's it's more of a thing for me of like, who is the one behind it? And we'll have to go from there because I don't know. I don't know if... Yeah, these things need vision. They need intense vision. And who's the one with the vision? We'll have to yeah. wait If you don't have the vision, out. you
1: get... And I, I'm scared to invoke this, but I'm already here. You get the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy, right? Where Absolutely. Is, hey, where are we going to take this thing? Oh, man, it switches hands? Oh, man, we didn't have the plan, and it falls flat. But... I digress on that. Where that that is far future. That is for us to speculate over the next year. Let's talk about something that's more uh soon to come, which is PS plus now or PS plus in the revamp with story number two. Sony has confirmed it's blocked PS Plus and PS Now subscription stacking. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle, and this is, of course, coming off of the conversation we've had over the last day, uh, both on Kind of Funny Games Daily and on PSLW XOXO about how uh, users who have been trying to stack their PS Plus and PS Now subscriptions all of a sudden haven't been able to do so, and Sony was fairly silent about it. They have now spoken out. Andy Robinson's article reads like this. Sony has confirmed its disabled PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now subscription stacking ahead of the revamp of its membership services this summer. In an update to its official PlayStation Plus FAQ page made on Friday, the platform holder claimed it had blocked subscription stacking temporarily and confirmed that going forwards, any voucher codes will be redeemable until after an existing membership expires. In addition, Sony said that for existing subscribers, vouchers will now convert to time equivalent to the monetary value of their subscription. For example, a one-month PlayStation Plus voucher will provide access to approximately three weeks of PlayStation Plus Extra or approximately 2.5 weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium. A one-month PlayStation Now voucher will provide access to approximately three weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium. Quote, (laughs) as we prepare to... It's so dumb. And I do, I do have a graph that'll explain everything. All right. We got a chart, so don't worry everybody. We love when when companies roll out the charts quote, as we prepare to launch the new PlayStation Plus membership service, we are doing some work behind the scenes to make the transition as smooth as possible for all of our existing members, the FAQ update reads. Quote, as part of this work, we've temporarily disabled stacking memberships for existing customers until after the launch. Rest assured that your, your voucher code is still valid, and you will be able to redeem your code either when your existing membership expires and deactivates, or or after the new PlayStation Plus service launches in your area, whichever happens first, end quote. It adds, quote, if if you currently have a PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now membership due to the changes we were making to the service prior to launch, you won't be able to redeem a voucher code for that service until your existing membership expires and deactivates, or after the PlayStation Plus service launches in your area, whichever happens first, end quote. A large number of PS4 and PS5 owners have complained of being unable to extend memberships over the last few days, leading to suspicions that Sony had disabled PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now stacking, although this wasn't officially confirmed until today. Kevin has brought up the chart I was referring to, and if you, f- if you are listening, right, if you're a listener, and as I was reading through the story, you're like, man, that sounds confusing, that sounds convoluted, the chart makes it even more confusing and convoluted. Let me tell you, but it, it basically translates to you: Hey, if you have a certain, if you have like a certain uh, PS Now voucher, right? If you have the one month voucher, the three month voucher, the twelve month voucher, there is there is a conversion rate that they have mapped out here for you because it is based on it is based on money and time. Basically, they don't want to do the one for one thing that Xbox does. They want to gouge every money out of you. Uh, Tim, what's your reaction to this? Kevin, would it be possible to give me the one?
2: if not i'll just no it leave would, the it one, would. Kevin. no it would give me one second okay. kevin's going to figure okay. it out cuz cuz i please i do, do want the please tim please one do. for this please do uh, uh, because uh, i
1: i can uh, i can see it in tim's face that tim has do. shit to say
2: i do i do opinion. okay excellent this is is this right can you guys, look at kevin yeah, you're there. kevin is, is doing magic at work give look me one man. second one, one look at, second look look
1: at this man making making things happen it's so fun. It's so fun looking at this, right? And then to recap for people who have been listening over the last day, right? It seems like the big updates here are, again, one, PlayStation is acknowledging that yes, they are, they have cut off the 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 um, stacking for the vouchers, Jeez. and then two, you know, if you listen to PS Love You, that went up this morning. We were having the back and forth of, no, I think it is going to be the case of. Once the new PlayStation Plus activates, then they will allow stock- stacking again. And this is their confirmation of that. There wasn't confirmation of that yesterday, but it seems like that is the case. Um, where are we at with the one? It looks like we're almost there. Looks like we're almost there.
2: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's good. You got
1: it. Tim, take the floor.
0: There is nothing more annoying than a, "I told you so, motherfucker. But today, I feel like fucking some mothers, okay? Because I told y'all, I fucking told y'all you came at me a couple weeks ago on games daily. When I said, this isn't going to last, you're not going to be able to just stack this and all of you, all of you tweeted at me i saw it in the chat coming at me i saw it in the comments on youtube coming at me of like tim but they said that you can they said that they're allowing you to do this i told y'all they weren't going to allow you to do this it just doesn't make sense they're going to cut it off why would they let you stack this shit for a fraction of the price of course people are going to write headlines about this and it's going to go from not a problem to everybody talking about it and then it's a problem and then they're going to do something about it and this is what they did jesus christ protect your mothers
1: you Ah. you already hear first from tim's mouth to your mother's ears tim god damn yeah this
0: this is stupid it's convoluted as all hell and that chart's dumb charts are dumb all this is dumb but hey it was You,
1: you would have thought that like we would have figured it out by now if you need a chart to explain your service then your service is too complicated like it's too convoluted right like Figure out a way to explain it that doesn't need a chart, and then you found the sweet spot. Name of Biologist has written in to patreon.com slash games, just like you can, and says, so we got the conversion rate for the new PS Plus, and why is it so needlessly complicated while also just not mentioning what happens if you have both PS Now and PS Plus? From, init- from initial glances, the conversion rates seem like they're based on price. $60 for a year of PS Now equals half a year, uh, plus or minus a day, of PS Plus Premium. While their competitor Xbox has a conversion rate of 1 for 1 for initial signup from Gold to Game Pass Ultimate, a $5 a month loss for Xbox in addition to the regular $1 slash first month deal. Uh, Or at this point, with all the missteps of this rollout to date, are we just getting mad at one more thing that actually kind of makes sense? Even though it's not the most fair to fans because we believe the transfer would be 1 to 1 at launch, particularly for PS Now to PS Plus Premium. Tim, Mm -hmm. are we getting too mad? Yes, absolutely. This like here's the thing. This chart's complicated because
0: they offer a lot of things. There's a one month, there's a three month, there's a twelve month. So yeah, when you have to get all that information across to all these stupid motherfuckers out there, <laughs> it's gonna be convoluted. It's gonna be a lot. This just just pisses me off so fucking much. God damn it. But yeah, no. When it when it comes down to it, it's like yeah, this is this is a messy, messy thing. PlayStation has made a lot of mistakes when it comes to the rollout of this, in terms of making it an exciting prospect. Yes. And this is just more things for us to look at, and poke <laughs> at, and just be like, this is stupid because it's fucking stupid. But are we making too big of a deal out of it? One yes. thousand and, and a half percent.
1: Yes, it's like I I'm right there with you that you know we somebody read, wrote in yesterday right asking if like. Is this cruel or like is like are you still optimistic about PS Plus? And I'm of the place of I don't cruel. I think is still putting it too much, right? (laughs) I think it's mean, right? I think it's unneeded and i think it's an unforced error that i think it was very predictable <laughs> like yes they were going to do this because they're playstation and they know what they're worth right they know you're going to pay for ps plus they know you need ps plus because you're going to play online um and they know they're not, they're not going to lose fans over this you know they're not going to lose 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 a player base over this you know what they're going to do is they're not going to they're not going to lose more money <laughs> is the thing because as they had it opened up for you to stack and hopefully get that conversion rate in there they were losing money i think what you see, or what they were seeing, was, hey, at the start of it, we're not going to make a big deal because certainly not many people are going to take advantage of this. But over time, right, over the last couple of weeks, you see articles come out, you see people po- make posts on Reddit, make posts on forums, and go, hey, you can like get a deal right now if you go ahead and stack these memberships. And I think they see enough of that happen to where they go, ah, oh, fuck, all right, yo, shut this down, don't let them, don't let them do this shit, right? Like, and again, that's unfortunate. It's mean, right? And it's also business. And PlayStation is a business, and that's the unfortunate reality of it. um I, I think, love that you keep saying it's mean. <laughs> I mean. Isn't I? I think it's mean because <laughs> it's we've have seen people do it. We've seen people do it, think, people do it the other
2: way. I don't think it's mean in just the sense that like they no they never said that you could do this. People just assumed it, and that was right. I mean, they, well, that's what motherfuckers
0: it. came at me with. Is they said that your shit will roll over. So people are like, well, they said it will roll over. So if I just keep buying more, that's all going to roll over it. I was like, it's not going to fucking work that
1: way, guys. <laughs> at least I, not for long. I say it's mean in the way that, like, this is not a a decision that is going to support the consumers in any way, right? And it doesn't no, have is to it, be. It's, but also, is it
0: anti-consumer. It, yes. Is it yeah. pro-business? Yes. Are
1: they? And the reason I say it's mean guys. is because we've had it the other way, right? Where you see the one dollar thing for Xbox Game Pass, you've seen like how generous that deal is. That by comparison, yeah, That's like this they're feels. not
2: Doing as well as Sony is in this in this.
1: And, I, and no. I 100% agree, but I think that's where the emo- the emotion comes out of the people that are part of the audience that, like, see this and go, what the fuck? I think that what the fuck comes no, from it's, seeing it's, other people do that.
2: It's silly to, like, be like, hey, man, I really like A-List, but I like Cinemark. I'm mad because Cinemark doesn't have A-List. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You. Yeah. Cinemark's thing sucks. It's terrible. It suck. Someone needs it's to horrible. talk to Cinemark about it.
1: Yeah. Hey, Mr. You- Cinemark. Hey, Mr. Cinemark. The the other half of it for me uh, is the fact that I think this could have been a thing that was more exciting. I think PS Plus, the the new revamped PS Plus, could have been marketed and treated in a way that would have gotten people hyped if they had the right talking points behind it. If they made better decisions with the rollout, I don't I don't think it had to be this thing that was middling to frustrating for some of the players, right? Like because I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking like I don't think this is cruel. I don't think this is like fucked up or whatever. But I'm very unexcited about the new PS Plus, right? Like, I'm not like hyped. I don't look at the and They're gonna announce the library someday. And when I see the library, maybe they'll be someday. But
2: (laughs) even when
1: when I think about the prospects of what the library could be, right? And like, I look at the leaks and I look at um, the games that apparently have expiration dates on PlayStation Now and all this stuff, right? Like, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I know what this is gonna be. Yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be the it's gonna be just a switch up and it's gonna be a new way to experience PS now and PS Plus. And it's not necessarily gonna be that much better. You know, I think it's gonna be better by the fact that they're adding in PS2 and PS1 games, but I don't think this is gonna be a revolution of what PlayStation was. Um, and I think that is the thing for me where they could I I, I don't think it would have been that crazy for them to turn it into a thing that was more exciting if they rolled it out better. But the rollout is just frustratingly bad for me. Um But it is what it is. It is what it is, Tim. You know where you can get a great deal, Tim? (laughs) Patreon.com slash KindOfFunnyGames where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsor.
3: Hey computer people, announced at CES and available now the latest generation of Razer Blades feature. All new NVIDIA GeForce RTX 30 series GPUs and up to an RTX 3080 Ti, featuring a suite of cutting-edge features to improve gameplay, including NVIDIA Reflex. NVIDIA Reflex delivers the ultimate competitive advantage, the lowest latency, the best responsiveness. Get the competitive edge you need at sub-25 milliseconds. And I asked the one, the only, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez, is that good? And he said, ooh-wee, sub-25 milliseconds is great. And I said, that's fantastic. (laughs) Acquire targets faster, react quicker, and Increase aim precision in the most competitive games such as Apex Legends, Fortnite, Call of Duty, and more. Learn more about the Razer Blades powered by NVIDIA GPUs with NVIDIA Reflex technology at Razer.com com. When I needed a printer, I turned to Twitter, and so many of you told me Brother was the way to go. For more than a year now, Jen and I have been using our Brother printer for immigration paperwork, baby paperwork, and a million other things. It's been great, but you know what printers need? Ink. And while it used to be a hassle to get ink, Brother's Refresh Easy print subscription has made it easy. The Brother Refresh Easy print subscription service is a printing plan that is based on the number of pages you print. You choose a monthly plan based on your print volume needs, color, black and white, and all print for one monthly cost. And instead of having to remember remember to buy replacement ink cartridges your printer does the work for you through an intelligent ink and toner level monitoring feature that tracks the remaining amount of ink or toner and orders it before you run out the brother refresh easy print subscription service is a convenient worry-free way to print each plan is flexible and you can change or cancel your subscription anytime so what are you waiting for stop running out of ink when you need it most and put your printer to work with the brother refresh easy print subscription service by signing up at brother-usa.com/printwithrefresh again that's brother usa.com print with refresh to sign up for the brother refresh easy print subscription service and stop worrying about your ink levels all right guys let's chat skincare if your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel that you've been using since high school then it's time to level up your skincare game because as it turns out that regular body wash you've been using that you thought was good enough is probably damaging your skin but thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of 3-in-1 and start using products that actually take care of your skin. With Lumen, you get the highest quality products. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin, you name it, it's all there. Starting with Lumen is easy. All you have to do is take a 2-minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly which routine is best for your skincare needs. Gia's been using the Charcoal Face Wash and Charcoal Face Scrub and she feels so fresh afterward. She has dry skin, so especially during the winter, it's nice to have the high hydration and exfoliation also she's a big fan of the really subtle citrus smell level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today go to lumenskin.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of lumens products that's l-u-m-i-n skin.com slash kind of funny for a free trial
1: lumenskin.com to what? tim let's <laughs> like did the thing go early it was what just what was that coming goes
0: Oh. All right. <laughs> but it just doesn't
2: make any sense. All all week it's worked perfectly. Today, it just went 2 seconds early. I don't understand right. how it works. And also, <sighs> bless, I just to make it uh, just tonight is unbearable weight. Yeah, not North. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No,
1: I got that. All I got right. that. I might, I might come through and just hit me up. This, does, this doesn't concern the audience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a Sto- fucking show, bless.
1: I missed you. <laughs> I miss you too, Tim. Story number three. Let's lighten up the mood by talking about some Sonic the motherfucking Hedgehog. Uh, Sonic Two is the highest-grossing video game movie ever in the USA. This is Ryan Dinsdale again from Wait, the Dinsdale Dimmadome at IGN. <laughs> What's that? Can't that, be guys? right.
2: That can't be right. You say Sonic Two is the highest-grossing.
1: Video game movie. Did I miss out oh, the video, video game? game movie? Okay, all right. right, right, right. <laughs> Not the highest-grossing movie of all time. <laughs> the highest-grossing video game movie in the U.S. Uh, the article reads like this: "Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the highest-grossing video game movie ever in the U.S." As pointed out by star Ben Schwartz, the sequel has now outper- outperformed the first Sonic film, the previous record holder. Sonic 2. Here's what I'm going to explain why. I'm, why I'm like messing up right now, right? I read Ben Schwartz and Tim. Mm-hmm. You want to? You want to hear a story that is very me? Yes. Is a very me story. I've been watching Severance, right? I got. Ha- I, I was. Don't, I was loving Severance. Shit. I'm not gonna spoil so shit. In Severance, it's so good. What I am gonna say is that I have been conflating Adam Scott and Ben Schwartz for a very long time. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Where I like halfway through Severance, I was like, I can't believe that this is the same guy from Middle. <laughs> <Sorry>. D- <laughs> from Middle, D- Schwartz. <laughs> 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 I can't believe he has this range. Legitimately, that was a thought that I, that I had, and then I had to look it up. I was like, "There's how no did, way." They they look
2: very different. I don't I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. Okay. Similar right. tier of, of, of actor, I would I say. I think they're yeah. similar tier? They no, might have similar body types. Adam, I have no, no idea. Come on, guys. Uh, What's his face is way better. Not Ben Schwartz. The other one, Adam Scott. Adam Scott's way. Ben better. Schwartz is great though. Uh, I mean, Have you seen Middle Ditch and Swartz? He, uh, no, I haven't. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> you keep saying it very quickly, and it's very confusing. <laughs> Middle, D- <laughs> Middle Ditch and Sw- It's their,
1: uh, their improv show. There's a dude named on Middle Netflix. Ditch. They just improv with. It's it, on Netflix. It. And it's is fantastic. Is that the guy from – it doesn't matter. Let's keep moving. Who's the guy – which one of them – because this is this- – I don't know which, was- which is which. Which one of them plays the devil in The Good Place? That has to be Ben Schwartz. Kindoffunny.com I- slash you're wrong. I never saw the end of The Good Place, so I didn't meet the devil. I think it was like season one. Adam, no, wait, that was Adam Scott. Adam Scott? He Holy shit. Devil, he? Adam Scott then does have great range, if that is the case. Holy shit. He does. Yeah. That is incredible.
2: Anyway, yeah, back Adam to Scott's the news story.
1: Great. As pointed out by star Ben Schwartz, not Adam Scott, <laughs> the sequel has now outperformed <laughs> the first Sonic film the previous record holder sonic 2 has hit 147 million dollars in counting compared to the original's 146 million dollars sonic 2 didn't conquer the global market but still did pretty well making 287.8 million dollars according to deadline while still an impressive amount the film falls short of 2016's world of warcraft which made 439 million dollars tim the sonic 2 takeover continues
0: I love to see it, man. It's the best news ever. CinemaCon happened the last couple days, and Paramount did their thing, and it was all led off by Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog, like, talking shit about all the other uh, um, companies, which is just mm. fucking everything I've ever wanted in life. I love that this is the world we live in, and that we're getting good Sonic movies. We're just going to
1: keep getting more of them. Let's fucking go. Tim, what is next for video game movies? Like, what next What next IP do you think reaches this height? Is it Mario?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I keep saying this, but I think we're just in the era where we we have we're in phase one to go back to another Marvel thing. We're in phase one of good video game movies. Like mm. we're not going to be getting the crazy, we're not getting the Thor Ragnarok yet of video game movies. But like, they're setting the groundwork here. We're building towards it. I think we're going to get. My prediction was we're going to get more good than bad media properties, uh, video games in the next year.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I'm very glad that Sonic 2 is killing it. I'm very excited for the future of Sonic movies, which was a thing I never thought I'd say, um, that I get to say now. And yeah, like I'm I'm actually coming off of Sonic 2 and then also coming off of like Detective Pikachu and previous movies that we've gotten, I'm actually very excited for video game movies, which is a thing that I've never been. Like I've always been very critical. Like even when the last was HBO th- thing got announced, I was like. Do I want to see the uh, a, a video game that's already very cinematic translated to TV, right? It being HBO, it having Neil involved, it um them putting out the still shots and like doing the great casting. Has me excited. I am like, okay, cool. If they're gonna do it, at least they're doing it right, right. And even for Metal Gear Solid, that was a that's the thing that's been announced for a while, right. Like that's another one where I am like, oh man, how do they do Metal Gear Solid as a movie? That is a, that that is a thing that doesn't excite me, but I'm excited to see those first trailers, right. I'm excited to see even more casting, right. I'm excited to see what that looks like, and if they're able to nail that, then that's gonna be huge as well, right. Like mm-hmm. it feels like Sonic 2 is just the start of video game movies getting even bigger and bigger. And if we get a Super Mario Brothers movie that exceeds that, followed by a Last Plus HBO show that exceeds that quality and exceeds even the the, the numbers, even though I know they're not comparable because Stevie versus movie, but if you see that have crazy numbers, then if, if you see a Metal Gear Solid movie come out and be excellent and have this same level of, of popularity, I think that is such an exciting, what you call phase one. Yep. Tim, let's round out the mm-hmm. Roper Report with our final news story. Story number four, PlayStation hires former Kabam and Zynga executives to mobile business. This is Danielle Pardis at gamesindustry.biz. PlayStation has added two new senior hires to its mobile division this month. Kabam veteran Chris Davis as senior director and head of mobile business development and former Meta and Zynga executive Olivier Courtemanche as head of mobile products. Davis spent over seven years at Kabam, most recently as its vice president, and business development managing M&A, licensing and partnership efforts, as noted by MobileGamer.biz. Prior to PlayStation, Court spent nine nine months at Meta as a product manager and six years as director of product at Zynga. The studio has also tapped other mobile-centric talent in the the last year as it seeks to expand its offering in the space, including former Apple Arcade content head, uh, Nicolas. Seb- Sebastiani uh, as VP and head of mobile, uh, EA executive Chris Spencer as senior mobile producer, and former Glue producer Elizabeth Dumbreak as mobile product manager. Last May, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan shared the firm's intent to bring some of the studio's iconic IP to mobile in the coming year. And this is a fun way to talk about, especially coming off of PS Love You, which went up again <laughs> this morning, where, you know, in talking about some of the other efforts that PlayStation is doing, we talked about the game preservation team, right? I referenced the mobile team effort or the mobile effort that playstation is doing is doing right all the hires that are going on there mm-hmm. that we haven't heard about in a while it feels like it's been a minute since we've actually talked about this stuff and we've not seen much from it yet um it seems cool that like again they're they're, they're um uh moving forward with it right they're hiring more people they're, they're 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 uh uh moving forward right uh i'm still curious in seeing what this looks like right like are we gonna see full-fledged PlayStation mobile games. Are we going to see, is it going to be like what Nintendo did with like Mario Run? Are you going to see Kratos Run? Like, Tim, where are you at with PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation's mobile effort currently? I can't Please. get Adam Scott out of my head, Tim. Yeah,
0: I thought you were laughing at Kratos Run because that, that got that me. That's... <laughs> God. That too. God. Yeah, no, you're bringing up good points here. I don't know. We'll see them eventually. I think PlayStation is, again, they're in this weird place right now where they are... um kind of just fulfilling the promises they've made the last couple of years with their, their core titles. And then on the other side, we get a bunch of these blog updates about the PS Plus changes and all that stuff where they're not officially making it a big deal quite yet. At this point, I don't necessarily think they're ever going to. Like, I don't think we're going to get like a state of play in June that's like, Here's how PS Plus has changed and here's all the games and here's why it's exciting. Like I just don't think they're going to do that. I think this is kind of just like behind the scenes kind of work going on. So then applying that to all of their their different initiatives, I I don't know when we'll see the fruits of this labor, but I don't expect it anytime soon necessarily. Like I think uh we're going to get uh the next slate of PS5 games kind of announced and worked on and I think that this stuff might be the next Uh, step Mm -hmm. in the blog posts you know what i mean we just start getting little updates here and there about like what they're they're working on but i don't think we're gonna get a a kratos run or something like that in 2022
1: i feel that yeah like i i my expectation for it is to be what you're talking about right like the slow updates like i think it will be uh, on a random tuesday there will be a playstation blog post that is here's astro run i think astro and astrobot probably makes a better fit for the run game here's astro run uh, coming to your mobile device year you or whatever um i think it'll, i think it'll start with that but i think it will probably start with the biggest ips and then going down i think it'll be similar to what we saw what we see a bit with playstation productions right the movie effort of hey Here's the uncharted movie here's a ghost shima movie coming up here's uh, uh the last Swiss hbo show here's twisted metal which feels random but hey we'll see what they do with that right like i think you'll see a similar level of an uncharted mobile game followed by the god of war followed by the stuff that makes the most sense for how you keep your ip active right what ips make sense what are the ips that are active what are the ones that you want to uh, continue to promote and continue to, to uh, uh, let live right and then I think you then dig down and see like what are what are the other cool things we can do from there. Um, but like I'm really I'm really looking forward to it just just so I can see what it is, right? Not because I'm a mobile game person necessarily, uh, but I do want to see how they tackle it because I think it could be interesting. But Tim, yeah. that future, the mobile game future for PlayStation, is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom and drop shops today, where would I look? The Official list of upcoming software
0: across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out today, we got Dandy and Randy DX for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Nintendo Switch Sports for Switch, Deadly Dozen Reloaded for PC, Ravenous Devils for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, Micro Pico. Racers or Micro Pico Racers for Xbox One. And then Prune Plus is out today for Apple Arcade. We have one new date for you. This comes from VGC. Blizzard will reveal a Warcraft mobile game next week. The title is set to be announced on May 3rd. Uh deal of the day for you. Microsoft has announced that May 2022's games with gold are Yoku's Island Express, the Inner World, the last wind monk, uh, Hydro Thunder Hurricane, and Viva Pinata Party Animals, which I think is honestly a pretty decent month, uh for, compared to what we've gotten before with with uh Microsoft Games with Gold recently. And so like Wait. Yoku's What, what that?
0: the fuck is Hydro Thunder Hurricane?
1: I mean, it's just another Hydro Thunder game, right? Isn't that the one for like three sixty? What's you about, just another Hydro Thunder? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't. I can't tell them from each other because I was never like that big of a Hydro Thunder person. I was going oh, wow. to Wave Race myself. You know what I mean, Tim? Yeah,
0: I, I, I do know what you mean. But Hydro Thunder on the N sixty four was rad, but yeah, looking at Hydro Thunder Hurricane, you're right. It's the Xbox three sixty one that I guess I just missed. And man. There is nothing more 360 generation yep. looking than this. It is way too grimdark for its own good.
1: Yep. Yeah. 100%. I think I might have it on my Xbox already. I think that's how I know it's that one because I think I played it, which I don't know why I would own it unless they put it out for Games of Gold before. Kind of slash you're wrong. Did they put it out for Games of Gold before? Because I have that game for some reason uh let me know but yoku's island express is dope as hell too like that is a pinball metroidvania and i played a little bit of it they had like a demo on switch that i, I really liked And my friend alex van Aken over at game informer uh really loved that game and would talk non-stop about it when it came out um and so if you have games with gold i'll definitely recommend at least getting yoku's island express and then if you're P- Viva pinata person you have that and then if you're hydro hydro thunder person you got that too so mm-hmm. viva games with gold tim <laughs> now it's time for reader mail, of course, you can write into patreoncom kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and get your questions read on the show, just like Nevins Island did. Uh, Nevins writes in and says, With Xbox and Bethesda announcing their showcase, who else do you think joins in during the E3 timetable? I hope we see a square pre- presentation because I am dying for Final Fantasy 16 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 news. Tim, who's going to join in on the summer game fest- festivities? I don't know. I have nothing interesting to add
0: here because I feel like it is just shooting in the darkest we've ever been in when it comes to this. Like it literally could be everyone, it could be nothing. I, I said it earlier. I have my fingers crossed that it's going to be more organized than than ever, and I want to believe that that's true. Like I feel like Jeff Keely has been the right amount of quiet, if that makes sense, about Summer mm. Game Fest. Where I almost feel, and again, this is just all fucking like weird gut thought stuff, but I almost feel like in prior years, he was drumming up Summer Game Fest hype a lot more because he needed to, like he had to make it a thing. I kind of feel like it's a thing now and they, everyone knows and understands what it is, especially with E3 gone, that I'm kind of hoping that this it just comes with a proper like, boom, motherfuckers. This is yeah. Game Fest. Here's the schedule. Here's how it's all going to line up. But maybe that's just being a little too hopeful. But we already know EA is not going to be a part of it. We already know that um Xbox has its date Using that as just kind of like rough information, I don't think it's going to be this end-all be-all thing. Oh, and speaking of that, by the way, something I haven't seen enough people talk about is I feel like it was the most slam dunk um, hypothesis that we were going to get Jedi Fallen Order 2 at Star Wars Celebration announced and then see a deeper dive in the summer sometime at Mm -hmm. EA Play or something. EA Play, not happening. And uh, the Star Wars Celebration panel schedule was put up and nowhere would uh mm-hmm. jedi fall in order thing fit they could always add something last minute at any moment they could literally just get on stage and be like we're doing a game more information here and that's fine but i i thought it would come from like a games panel or something and there's yeah. only a star wars hunter panel so all that's kind of like up in the air for me i still believe that game's happening i still believe it's coming this fall where are they going to talk about it we Do know that
1: really talk about it at xbox
0: at the I... game showcase I think they actually talked about it at this point. My bet is at the uh, summer Game Fest keynote, mm, the whatever the fuck the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I, I I see that was the thing that I I forgot about, right? Like the summer Game Fest kickoff thing that Jeff Kelly did for the first time last mm-hmm. summer. Like that is the thing that certainly he'll want to do again because I think that saw so much success, especially with him having games like Tiny Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and then closing with Elden Ring, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I think that was that turned into a big event for him that I think he would for sure want to replicate, especially now that E3 is gone. I think right now the iron's hot, you gotta strike it. Um and so for sure we're gonna see that. I imagine that we'll have a Ubisoft forward. I think that makes sense. I think Ubisoft is down to attach themselves to that summer period, even if it if it is with Game Fest or not. I forget if they have a history with Game Fest. I remember talking about one year how they didn't. Uh, associate themselves with game fest maybe they end up doing it this year or maybe they just stick to doing their own thing but still have it in that summer slate i can see either happening um square enix would be interesting i feel like Mm -hmm. they have stuff to talk about right but like they've also just had a shaky They've had shaky conferences in the past. I remember, was it last year that? It was last year where they did Final Fantasy, Stranger of Paradise, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And none of, neither of those showed that well. And then they also had Babylon's Fall, which didn't show that well. And those games ended up coming out being what they were, right? Guardians was good. Um, Stranger Paradise was all right. And then, like, Babylon's Fall was terrible. But I wonder if there are any learnings from that where they maybe go, hey, maybe we no. shouldn't do this or maybe we should do no. it better. Square doesn't learn. <laughs> you think they're just gonna honestly we, I, I talked about this yesterday where i'm like what is going on with square because square is such a weird company in terms of their output yep. no consistency no consistency at all but that's
0: that's the consistency is we can expect that mm. we can expect just utter nonsense and at any moment it could be the most hype thing in the world but chances are it's just going to be a bunch of nonsense back to back and the most bizarrely paced trailers and the way they talk about their games is weird everything about square's presentation so far gets like an f minus for me uh but mm one day maybe that'll change i'm not holding out hope for that though but yeah you're right like we are a little overdue for some square info however i think that the the square info we're looking for is more likely to be at a playstation event than a square event Mm, itself uh we haven't got a ubisoft forward in a while it feels like um so i think getting some updates from them is is almost overdue but i think there's still a little ways away for for that to be the case because they ub while we don't know everything they're working on we kind of do you know what i mean it's like there's not like too many big like curveballs that we're expecting at this point
1: I, I think there's enough for them to talk about though right like you have mario and rabbit sparks of hope that is supposed to come out i think this year and so i'm sure they'll do like a re-reveal of that and like a i forget if that has a, a release date kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if it does or if, if it doesn't um but i'm sure if it doesn't then they can give it one or if it does have one then you just you know double down. Um, whatever the next Assassin's Creed is, right? Like, they can talk about that. They can talk about what's next. They they can maybe update us on Beyond Good and Evil 2 or maybe just continue to not. Um, There is, like, a bunch of stuff that's in the air in terms of their free-to-play stuff too, like, what's going on with, the ex defiance of the world and the uh, division heartlands of the world and all, all those ones. Like, I think there's enough for them to talk about and update like roller champions. I'm sure there will be a DLC update for Riders Republic. Like, I think there's so uh, avatar uh, frontiers of Pandora. There's so much for them to talk about. And so I think for sure, for sure we're overdue for a, a Ubisoft forward. And I think summer, like June will probably be the right, right time to do it. My question for you, Tim is, do we see a Nintendo direct?
0: We got to see a Nintendo Direct at some point. I feel like they haven't necessarily always hit that summer spot. So I don't know if it'll be part of Summer Game Fest. Um, I think they might have limited uh, presence in the Summer Game Fest kickoff show. Uh, but a mm-hmm. direct itself, I'm not so sure. They're another one that's in a weird place where like, they've already kind of like mentioned a lot of the the updates like we breath of the wild getting delayed like that's already out there like we already know kind of the movings and shakings of xenoblade moving up and uh advanced wars having its new date like questions have been answered for nintendo uh for the most part i do think that there's going to be some unannounced stuff for fall uh that they have to announce somewhere but i don't know that there's enough for them to have a full direct um but it's nintendo man never count them out
1: do you think they'd Oh man, I was gonna I was gonna mention E3, but I keep forgetting E3 is actually canceled, right? Because I remember last time, um, leading into Breath of the Wild, they did do the thing where Breath of the Wild was the focus, and then you got to have press come through and demo Breath of the Wild for a while, and then come back and talk about it. You would think that if Nintendo was to do a direct, it would be the hey, let's do the Breath of the Wild two breakout, right? Like that is our next up, like big gigantic release we have coming coming up in in spring, and it seems like timeline wise that times out the same as when of the, of the last E3 going into Breath of the Wild 1. Um, I would figure they 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 talk about that. And then maybe it is everything else is more smaller stuff or like re-updating us on projects that they have coming out. Well, we B3, just, we, just split we have and a- all that stuff.
0: Yeah, we have a pretty locked next couple months. That's the thing is like we got Mario Strikers coming in June, we got Xenoblade, we got uh Splatoon 3, like we just have Advance Wars. We have so many things that we already know about that are just lined up boom 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 that like mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a standalone direct that focuses on uh, Xenoblade right. or no one of the one of the titles i'm talking about the the incoming ones um but then it does kind of leave a like october to december void of releases that doesn't seem to be nintendo's mo they always have something um those months so um i i wouldn't be surprised if we get like zelda uh, twilight princess and uh wind waker oh Ports. yeah um if we got yeah. the fabled metroid prime trilogy like there's just a lot of things that i wouldn't be surprised if were officially announced and like boom they're coming this fall um and i also i i feel like there's one big nintendo game that we don't know about yet that is gonna come out this year i don't know what it is whether it's a new mario a new donkey kong something i think there's gonna mm-hmm. be something that's a little bit Of a bigger deal that gets us gets us excited Uh, oh they have pokemon we already know about Star Fox grand prix (laughs) i love uh but yeah we already know that uh we got pokemon coming so i guess that does even take some of the end of the year
1: would that happen at nintendo direct pokemon
0: (sighs) it's another one of those things where there's no rules they have their pokemon presents and they have their pokemon stuff but like i don't know but at the same time it's like i don't think that they need to do a direct uh just for that because yeah. they will do one just for that down the line that won't be in summer though
1: tim now it's time mm-hmm. for kindofunnycom of slash you're wrong, where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Hard to find, writes in and says, earlier, Bless mentioned it being spring. But just to clarify, it is indeed backlog season. Uh, if you just sniff outside, you could actually smell it. Uh, Hard to find. Thank you so much for that correction. Uh, that's a very good one. Uh, Nano writes in and says Ben Schwartz played John ralphio in Parks and Rec, uh, was in the After Party and
2: Space Force. <laughs> Thank you for that, Barrett. Uh, very, Cisa. very limited range on all those characters. They are very similar, <laughs> all three of them, just a heads And you up. know
1: what? And you know what? He They're does great. them all very well. Very well.
2: He pl- he plays that character very well. But, uh, yeah, no,
1: Adam Scott is the one with the range. I'm sorry, Ben, ben Schwartz. But you play Sonic, so you're better in my heart. Um, Even though, phew, Severance, what a show. What a goddamn show. So, uh um, CESA says Hydro Thunder Hurricane was or has indeed been included w- in Games of Gold before, specifically in September 2017. Thank you for that. Is that weird for it to be in Games of Gold twice? Who knows? It's been five years. Who cares? Uh, Nano then writes in and says Sparks of Hope is still listed at uh, as 2022. So no uh, concrete release date for that one. And that is it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong it is friday which means you have a new week of hosts coming up on monday next week you're getting me and tim that's right we're back at it like a bad habit tuesday you're getting greg and gary witta wednesday you're getting me and janet thursday you're getting greg and tim and on friday you're getting greg and me if you're watching this live on twitch right now after this is Fortnite with mike and the crew uh if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and your weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games
2: so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily